This is Lighthouse 112, the podcast from the Superintendent of Schools in North Shore School District 112. We're a pre-K through 8 public school district in Northeast Illinois. This podcast is a source of information about the school district, its leadership, its teachers, its students, and its community. It's another source of updates and an additional source of news regarding the changing narrative of public education. Inspire, innovate, engage. In this episode of Lighthouse 112, I'm sharing excerpts from a local radio interview from WRLR, where we talked about the e-learning and remote learning experiences, some initial survey data, some plans in the school district, and some timelines. In addition, after the excerpts of the radio interview, I share additional student voices with respect to some student thoughts and feelings with respect to the e-learning experiences. WRLI 98.3 FM Welcome back to WRLR COVID-19 Coronavirus Show. So during the interview on the radio show, we talked about uh, planning for reopening. We talked about the timeline for that. We talked about the need to balance sort of the medical and health advice with practical reopening. And then we um, talked a little bit about the recent survey that we administered in School District 112, asking our parents, our teachers, and our students about their insights and thoughts about remote learning. You mentioned July 15th as a, an absolute deadline is what you're kind of throwing out there. Uh, yeah. Correct. I mean, could you still push it back a few weeks, maybe to August 1st, if you see something that you want to extend? I guess you could, but I mean, mo- most high schools begin or they're aiming to begin beginning of August. Yes. And most of the elementary and middle schools will start, you know, second or third week of August as well. But in, in these unprecedented times... I mean, I've heard some people say, hey, let's start the beginning of August and end it by Thanksgiving. And it's like, that's totally different. I mean, but then again, if we're worried about something that could happen in the fall that we don't know, maybe that is an ideal situation. Oh, gosh, absolutely. And I am following higher education. They've got a little different, you know, bandwidth and a little different clientele of, of adults. But I follow what they're doing in District 112 in Holland Park and Highwood. We've actually convened our union leadership, our calendar committee, and our administration. We're contemplating pushing back our August 24th uh, start date to sometime in September. And we'll, we'll have this ironed out by the end of June. So in our world, we, we're doing this to give us as much time as we can, ideally hoping for phase four of the governor's plan on the road to phase five, ideally. But in our elementary world, the more time, the better. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not true for everybody, and it's not true for a lot of high schools or colleges, but for our world, we think that time will help us prepare better for whatever version of learning we're going to put forth. So we are going to be presenting a calendar to our Board of Education, encouraging them to allow us to start in September to give us as much time as possible this summer to work with a multi-stakeholder team 
and a set of subcommittees on the reopening planning for our school district. And with respect to either in-person learning, in-person learning with some health concerns, a a modified hybrid of in-person and remote, and or remote learning 2.0 or all of the above. So we're looking to gather the best minds and the best information. We're gonna be working with a consulting group out of Boston, Massachusetts, affiliated with Harvard University to help us with best practices in planning. Uh, During the radio interview, we were talking a little bit about balancing certain current medical advice with the practicality of operating the schools. So we'll continue in right now. And, you know, none of this is simple, but I'm very concerned about the impact that the at-home learning has had on families, on our students' emotional and mental health and well-being, and, of course, the education. We really do have to, um, to the degree possible, get back to reading, writing, and arithmetic, gentlemen. This is really unprecedented, I'll tell you. Um, and the silver linings are we're going to come out with some neat new solutions Uh, But right now, I think taking medical guidance independent of school practical operations is incongruous and is really, it's it's definitely causing a number of my colleagues to scratch their heads and say something just is not sitting right yet. Mm -hmm. So part of our review of this crisis that caused an immediate crisis response to remote learning and at-home learning So as part of this, we've administered some surveys. We surveyed our middle school students straight away. We did a thought exchange, gathering uh, input from the entire community on priorities and a refinement of our priorities and affirmation of our priorities, actually. And we also worked with our consulting partner, ECRA Group, to survey uh, middle school students and parents and all of our staff, our teachers and sports staff and administrators. And the results on the remote learning experience um, clearly share with us what worked, what didn't work, and shared with us some areas for improvement that we're going to add to our planning for if and when we have to return to extended or prolonged remote learning um, or if we use it, you know, uh, from time to time for emergencies. So on the radio show, we talked a little bit about some initial responses and just the general theme of the survey data. Okay, the common thread is we have um, fewer people satisfied and very satisfied than we have dissatisfied. Set up the other way. More people have been dissatisfied with the remote learning experience. So about 43% of our respondents, and we had 1,300, so we had a real good response rate. 43% were very satisfied or satisfied. So this is sobering. It's a a, a reality that folks had said, this was really hard on the family. And there was a lot of comments that they wished The regular school day could have been replicated remotely, although many acknowledge that's virtually impossible. They indicated they would have liked that. A common thread is everybody gives grace to the district and the teachers for transitioning on the fly. However, people really were very comfortable and had a safe space to share 
they were frustrated that there wasn't the perception of more instructional time and deeper learning that was going on. So there's a real feeling of if you do remote learning against school district, please do it a little bit differently so it's a little bit better. So again, I always applaud open, honest, authentic communication. I always applaud the honest truth, the good, the bad, and the areas of improvement. And our community has really said, look, you did what you did. No one expected this. It was a public health crisis. If you're going to do it again, if there's a second wave, we need more instruction. And we're going we're to share this feedback. We're gonna Are you still uh, delivering meals? Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, we've decided, we made the decision. We're, we worked with our food provider. We're delivering meals up to and including whenever we return. So normally we stop our meal distribution at the last day of school. We pick it back up for a few weeks of summer, and then we don't do it anymore. This year, we've modified our contracts, and we're not going to stop. We're going to continue to deliver food, breakfast and lunch, grab and go at 240 Prairie Avenue, Highwood, Oak Terrace School by door C3 for the duration. Doctor, when, when do you think you'll have more of these plans out? you think in the next four to six weeks? Is that what you're aiming for? Yes, I've uh, I've committed to my board of education, our community, that on June 30th at the board meeting, I will have a statement about and hopefully a plan for the reopening of our schools. Now, uh, right now it's May 27th. I've got a board meeting June 9th, and I've got a board meeting June 30th. On June 30th, I'd like to be able to share in writing a plan for our reopening that's better informed by the state officials and public health if possible, and if not, informed by our observations and our professional wisdom and the input of our community based on some survey data. Well, once you've had that opportunity, uh, we'd love to get an update from you. It'd be my honor. I really appreciate speaking with you both. Thank you for all the great work you're doing. And again, this information is changing in real time. So I appreciate you keeping the public informed as well. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. The voice of students helps guide us and inform us as we learn about the effects and impact of what we're doing. During the e-learning remote learning period, I had reached out to a number of our students through their teachers and through the Modern Learning Committee and through the principals to find out what was on their mind. In earlier episodes of Lighthouse 112, some of those student voices have been present. Since those episodes have been published, I've heard from additional students and I want to share them here. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm in sixth grade. I like that the school is coming up with new ways to teach us. I don't like that we can't see our teachers and friends in person. I would like the first few days of school being that we can just hang out and getting reacquainted with our friends and teachers. Hi, I'm Braden. I'm a sixth grader. One thing they like about e-learning is the independence that comes from not having a teacher around all the time. One thing that I dislike about e-learning is not being able to get the immediate feedback that you would on a normal school day. Once the stay-at-home order is lifted, I would love to go hang out with my friends for as long as possible and play lots of soccer. Okay. Hi, my name is Evan Eftakari. I'm in seventh grade, and one question I had was why there has to be so many links and different 
pages, and websites for me to get onto all the Zoom meetings. Why can't my teachers just put them onto one website? Hi, I'm Francisco. I'm in sixth grade. Um, this e-learning stuff I like because I can work mostly wherever I want as long as I'm not bothering my parents. So I can work on the floor. I can work on the bed. I can work on my desk. I can work near my puppy. I can work near my brother as long as he's not bothering me. Um, that kind of stuff. But I don't. What I don't like about it is that I'm. I can be working and then I can be distracted. Like I can find maybe my phone or there's a book or there's a toy and then you're like, ooh, a toy. And then you start like playing with the toy and 30 minutes later you're like, dang it. I just missed like 30 minutes of work I could have been done doing. Um, other things I don't like about it is because it feels like you're taking forever on the work, but it's really maybe five hours at the most. Um, and that's what I have for you. Hi, I'm Charlotte, and I'm in fourth grade. These are three things I like about e-learning. I like how it goes full screen on the person who is speaking. Another thing I like is how it can share the teacher's screen and the students can see what the teacher is working on. And another thing I also like is how the meeting works on all devices. Something I want to do when the quarantine is done is I really want to see my teacher. I think she is really awesome, and I miss her a lot. So as we close the academic year and wish our students and our families a very happy summer, we have a couple of school board meetings uh, that remain in the month of June, the year 2020. Um, school year officially ended on June 4th. We have summer learning opportunities for all students in our school district. We're offering a, an assessment in English language arts and mathematics for all students in grades K through eight so we can minimize learning loss that occurred um, potentially and likely and unevenly during the remote learning period so we can come back in the fall um, with as much academic support as possible. Students and staff are coming in throughout the month of June to collect their materials, remembering that we left without really much notice on March 12th. Um, the thought exchange data was shared with the community and um, communication. The ECRA survey data is being shared with the board um, and will be available to the public. Planning for next year is underway and um, the intention is to have a formal report to the board June 30th. So closed schools in March conducted a community-wide thought exchange to gather input in April. We um, commissioned surveys of student staff and our families in May and in June we have our continuous improvement, continuous communication. We hear the voices of our stakeholders. We do the best we can until we knew better, until we know better, excuse me. And then as Maya Angelou said, we then do better. Um, the results from the remote learning survey are informative and they will instruct us as we replicate that which was done well. 
we take heed of the commentary and experiences that afford us opportunities for improvement. And we work with our stakeholders, our staff, our community, as we prepare for a return to schooling in the fall. That return to schooling will be informed by public health, by state education officials, and with support from our national experts who are helping us with our planning, with our process, and with our support. At all times, we'll continue to keep people informed with our email list. Sign up is on our website, www.nssd112.org. We have an app for the school district. We have a Facebook page. On Twitter, we're at NSSD112, and we share the narrative of public education with our hashtag, hashtag 112leads, 112-L-E-A-D-S. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Lighthouse 112. We are one of many sources of information on the school district. Have a wonderful summer, and please stay tuned as we'll continue to keep everyone informed through our various uh, media in various modes. Thank you for listening to Lighthouse 112, the podcast from the Superintendent of Schools in the North Shore School District 112. We're a PK-8 public school district in Northeast Illinois. This podcast is a source of information about the school district, its leadership, its teachers and students, and its community. It's another source of updates and an additional source of news regarding the changing narrative of public education. Inspire, innovate, engage. This podcast can be listened to and heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and other sources are being added all the time. Please check back and subscribe to us to stay current with what's going on in North Shore School District 112. Please also visit our website at www.nssd112.org. Thank you so much for listening and for your interest.